Welcome into the Level Heads podcast. I am Zane Ellis with Collective Build Company. I'm Mikey Mike from Greenside Design Build. I'm Jamie Verdura from Verdura Construction. Uh, today we are, we've got a great guest on. Uh, he's from our, our Builder 20. His name is Robert Minetti with Minetti Custom Homes in uh, on the Jersey. Uh, so Minetti's got a lot of wisdom to share for us. Great stories, just fantastic dude. And he lets us know where Jimmy Hop is buried. <laughs> I think good intro, guy. All right, let's jump into it. Welcome to another episode of the yep. Level Heads. We're excited today because we have got a, a special guest with us, uh, a guy that's near and dear to our hearts, the three of us. Um, he's a fellow member in our Builder Twenty group, the Level Heads. No, I'm no, I'm part of the group. You got to introduce Robert. <laughs> Wah, wah, wah. slow on the uptake there. All right. Yeah, you can edit you can edit that out. He's near and dear to our hearts. Robert Minetti from Minetti Custom Homes. Thank you very How much. You doing, Robert? Thank you very much. Robert Minetti. Thank you. Legend. Hey guys. So Robert. Very good to see everybody. You too. You too. So Robert, tell us who you are, what you do, where you're from. All the details. Okay, I'm uh, I'm Robert Minetti from uh, I'm the owner of Minetti Custom Homes, um, third generation building company. My grandfather started Minetti Homes in 1948. We are proudly celebrating our 75th year in business. Hooray! Um, wow, very wow. excited about that. And um, yeah. from uh, Brielle, New Jersey, which is a little shore town along the Jersey Shore. Not to be confused with anywhere near Snooky, we're uh, we're uh, we're about twenty <laughs> miles north of her, and um, I'm up in the trees, some um, mile and a half from the actual beachfront, um, on a beautiful river called the Manasquan River, named by the Indians. Anyway, um, yeah, so we uh, we build custom homes only, renovations. Um, been doing that for a long time. I started out as a carpenter. And uh, working for my dad, and I've grown the company into uh, what it is today, which is uh, um, about uh, 13 strong now in the field. And um, yeah, doing well. Wow, 70, 75 years. So obviously, that's grandfather started the company, I assume, right? He did. My grandfather started the company in 48. He took his two sons and just saw a need for, um, for building and uh, knew a old Russian carpenter who literally cut every stick in the framing with a handsaw. And they built a home which wow. just still stands today in a town called Union, New Jersey, uh, about some 50 miles north of me. Ugly sucker, but uh, it's it's still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny it's looking. Standing, yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. Taught, taught, standing, he, he taught his two, his two eldest sons, um, my uncle Don, my uncle Lou, my dad was about nine years younger than them, and he came into the business later on. The three of them had a thriving, successful business through the 50s and 60s, building hundreds of homes. And at a time when um, there were no track builders, per se, but they would build small developments. And Minetti Homes stood out. It was always a home that my grandfather took a lot of pride in service, 
handshakes, doing the right thing. Um, integrity was everything, servicing people after the fact. And our homes, when I was a kid, I remember saying, how come our homes always look better than everybody else? Well, we had we had special muttons in the windows and um, shutters and play, you know, flower boxes and just those touches that made things a little bit better. Um, and it's a time when you know, homes were selling for six and $7,000 with the land. Um, and they, and they were, oh, yeah. And, and they made a lot, my grandfather made a lot of money doing this. And, um, uh, he, he made a lot of money. He actually, uh, catered to, um, a community that no one would build for. And that was the African-American community back then, you know, in the sixties, it was still a lot of prejudice and sitting on the back of the bus and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. My grandfather, um, cared for those people and took care of them. And to this day, I also have people that walk up and Eddie and they'll say, your grandfather, Lewis, your father. And I'll say, yes, he was. And, oh my God. He built my father's house and he was a nice man. And good things have always come back. So it's been quite a legacy to live up wow. to. Um, my dad and his two brothers, yeah. um, his elder brothers went on and they had special, each of them had a special kind of dynamic. They all got along real well. Um, my uncle Lou was, he was known as Easy because he was just a lot of fun, and he was the chemistry in the field and created all the good, you know, juju. My uncle Don was not a carpenter; he was more of an office guy. And my dad, they called, and he, my uncle Don, they called Breezy, and my father, they called Nero, because he was he was the the guy out in the field who was, you know, he was a hard ass. He was really really tough. Nero. Nero. So it was Easy, <laughs> Breezy, and Nero. So that's how they, uh, they the, the subcontractors and people related to uh, my dad and his and his two brothers and they but they were very successful in their own right. Um, built uh, two hundred unit com- apartment complexes, hundreds of homes, um, and did very well until the seventies when we had the energy crisis and everything virtually stopped. Um, and you know there was there was really um, nothing going on. My dad moved our family about sixty miles south of the core of the group. And um, I was still in high school and he tinkered around doing stuff, joined the Rotary Club and local, local, um, um, you know, beneficial uh, arteries in the area and um, made a lot of contacts, started you know, putting a door in here or there and kind of went back to work again. I was coming out of high school and it was like, hey, well, your mom doesn't like you very much. And, um, you know, if you're if you're not good, if you're going to hang around here, you got to join the army. So it's the army or me, what do you want to do? <laughs> like, well, so, um, I went to work for my dad day after, uh, day after graduation and, um, great story. Rest is history. Did you, did you always That's know awesome. you were going to go there or no, you just made no, the decision. No, I, I had, I had absolutely no interest in building whatsoever. Um, and You're I was still trying I, to get out of the business. I am indeed. I I, <laughs> I, 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 I made an, I tried to make an art of not working. Like I, I tried everything I could not to work. The first, I remember the first day I ever worked and we were, my dad took a contract on to renovate an old mansion in Ventnor, New Jersey, which was about a 10 minutes south of Atlantic City. These big old mansions where we were going to fur out ceilings and we were using, you know, two by fours, nailing through plaster ceilings with shingles and glue and you know here i have no forearms at all and i'm i'm nailing these 12 penny commons we didn't have nail guns up into the and it was just like you know horrible 
80, 90 degrees <laughs> inside, plaster dust falling in my eyes, and this just sucks. This, why does what, why does anybody uh, yeah, do this? The army was looking good, you know. Yeah, it was really really bad. And I bet, and I bet <laughs> nobody told you you were going to get carpal son. No, carpal they did not tell me that. Did not tell me that. <laughs> I had I had no talent at all for it. I'm colorblind, so one day we're putting up crown molding in a room. My dad left the whole room. He goes, okay, here, go putty all the holes. So I puttied all the holes, eight-penny finish nails back then, big crown molding with green putty. Cause I, and it looks great to me. My father walked in like, what the? <laughs> Everything was green. <laughs> anyway, it was a slow start. Um, whenever there was a run for coffee in the morning, I was the first one to go. I'll go for coffee. Sit in the car with the heat on. Um, yeah. So how many years, how many years were you in the business with your dad before the, the handoff took place or, and what was uh, that like? Well, I, I was, I was, how I looked somehow I, I, yeah, I got very ambitious. So we were kind of dicking around literally my dad and I out of a station wagon. I'm, I'm not joking. We're running from job to job and we're doing bullshit jobs and excuse me, French. And I always wanted like a better situation. So somewhere around 83, I want to say, um, we were building a house. We were arguing all the time. And I just said, can you just like, leave me alone? Like, let me, let me do this myself. Like, like it was either that or it wasn't going to work. And, um, he's like, fine, fine, fine. And I, and I, he left me alone to build my own first project. Asked me a lot of questions at night. And I got, um, I learned that the vendors and the subcontractors, were incredibly helpful and they wanted me to succeed. So if you, you know, if you were nice to people and cared about people directly and sincerely, they wanted to help you. So these people taught me the trades as I kind of went along and I just, I just blossomed and blew up from that. Two years later, we were building, you know, three or pro three projects at a time that I was running before, you know, we bought a plot of land before, you know, we're doing, you know, seven, seven seven lot subdivision and it was it was just rolling from there and he had his little inshore business going where he had a couple guys under him because he liked to do that and i was just like leave me alone i'm gonna make us the money and i was and i was actually the guy doing that yeah. we were doing a lot of volume at the time for those days and um i was responsible for a great deal of that and really proud and uh, proud of the way i way i ran my jobs my jobs were peaceful people liked each other was a lot of organization and I kept, you know, I always saw more, 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 better ways, better ways. Let's put a sign up about neatness. Let's make this happen. Let's, you know, just rules that you, you, you accumulate over time to this day that when I'll walk into a meeting now, I sat by a, sat at a, um, a meeting uh, yesterday with a skilled architect, two design, three designers and um, my project manager and all these people were, you know, grinding over how to terminate one thing over another over a custom hood. And I'm sitting here just, you know, okay, I don't really care what color they want this or that, but okay, what are you going to do about this? And how are you going to treat this jam level? What about this? And what do you mean? We'll just, you know, I'm like, no, 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 not what do you mean? Like, this is the stuff that I, I have so many, so much knowledge that I've accumulated over so much time. It's incredible. I mean, a great guy's working for me, but they don't have 43 years of knowledge, which is just an unbelievable amount of stuff that I've learned over the years. I'll pull stuff out. And my guy's like, how do you know that? And I'll be like, 1984 Pettis house. Like I just remembered 
it's categorized in my brain. And, and busy I'm, years too. Yes, sir. I'm grateful for. Yeah. I'm grateful for all of it. Yeah, you must have a lot of rules then if you've accumulated them for that long. How many? What's that saying? <laughs> you said over your experience over this amount of time, you got all these rules that you've picked up. Yep. You know all yep. these all these rules to live by. All these rules. Um, Never drink on the job. That's rule number one. <laughs> Is this yeah. this isn't on the job? No, it's not on the job. Not now. It's, I've been working all day. I literally rolled in, you know, 10 minutes ago. I didn't think I had time to hit the bathroom. Got that, and I'm here. So, anyway. And I assume you were I working today. It. I was. I, I st- well, we're, we're, we're finishing out my office and yeah, um, my new office. Uh, and yeah, I'm very excited about that. And I'm, I've been lucky enough and happy enough to get back into the trenches. And my other, com- my other businesses suffered a bit because I've been so focused on that. But I just, I do love it. I do love it. So I was just going to tell Robert kind of how we uh, we uh, structure the podcast here. So there's three of us, three hosts, and every episode, each of us uh, switches off which topic that we're going to bring to the table. And typically, there's a construction topic, there's a life slash work balance type topic, and then there's a, a wild card topic. So. We're going to bring up our topics and you can jump in and we'll, we'd love to hear your opinion and, and your uh, outlook on those things. So this week I've got the construction topic. Zane, I believe you're the life topic and Jamie, you are the, the wild card, the wild man. So Zane, why don't you take us in? All right. Well, so the more I, you know, I think about your history and your family's your family's history. And I just wanted to know, you know, you've got this long history of uh, construction, even your grandfather and all these stories of 75 years and the energy crisis in the seventies and, and the early eighties and all this stuff that's happened. And then, uh, you know, 2008 uh, with the, with the recession and then now with COVID and, and, and all the challenges that we have with labor and pricing and all that. And I'm, I'm just wondering, um, how does that, how have those things, have you ever questioned your place in the business personally and said, you know what, maybe, you know, maybe is now is the time to get out or maybe, maybe it's a time to sell the business. Has, has that ever come across your mind at all? Nope. Through the highs and the lows, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. Nope. How, what's, what's your best advice to kind of, to just deal with it? best advice to deal with it to deal with hard times in your business um well you know there's it's interesting because i've often questioned at our absolute busiest i've wondered you know the stress level that i have when we're insanely busy is that better than the stress level i have when we're not (laughs) and and they're they're kind of on an equal plane because yeah. yeah, there. But but what I what I do recognize through all the cycles, highs and lows, is you do get good periods of time where you're in that happy place. You're in that happy place where everything is just just right. So you know, cycle goes up and down and up and down. Whether you're stressed because things are slow and financial pressures, or you're stressed because oh my god, I got so much work. How am I going to get that done? If you can hang out and remember those happy times and kind of just, um, I don't know, uh, flourish and sit in that happy place and go, you know, I've got it all going on right now. I got, I just signed this contract 
We just closed out this incredible one. Uh, I got two more that are swimming. Everything's going great. My guys are happy. Morale's at an all-time high. We just had our Christmas party. You know, everything's just sweet as pie right now. Like and, and when when you can relish in that time, um, you that gets you through both highs and lows. I think, um, and it, yeah. it is incredibly wonderful to know that like I, I still have so much self doubt as a, as a, as a person, that's who I am. That drives me to be better all the time. You know, whether it was my dad or just my, my own genetic makeup that made me be, you know, is it good enough? Is it good enough? Is nothing's ever good enough. I mean, that comes down to, you know, when everybody, every trade does something, my challenge is to find something wrong in my own work, in their work. I'm always looking for that. Not the receptacles you put in everyone that's straight, Let's find the one that's crooked. It's just that's where my eye goes. Let's find a crooked one. You know, not the stud that's got, you know, six nails in it. Let me find the one that's got two. You know, it's always looking for what's what's wrong. So when you can hang out in that happy place and see everything so beautifully and just where you you're all it's 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 bliss. And to know that I've done this under my own wind with absolutely no help from anybody else. Um for a long, long time, you know, when I went, my dad, when things got really bad for us in uh, 92, there was nothing going on. And, you know, there was nothing going on. And it was, it was poor. So I, my dad said, no, I'm just going to take a back seat, go to Florida and play golf. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take a shot at this by myself. It was either that or I really didn't have a plan B. And I, and I started out, my first job was a $24,000 deck job which in 1993, that was a big ass deck. That's a big deck, deck, man. Wow. I was going to draw, you know, 400 a week for myself. And I'm not ashamed to say that right now, but I do remember, you know, waiting for checks to, to come in to pay bills and, you know, myself doing payroll myself with one laborer I had working for me and, and, and growing it from that to this with virtually no business schooling whatsoever. No 20 club, no college education, none. And getting here, I'm now to the point where I can, I'm almost to the point where I can sit back and say, I guess you must be okay. You've fed yourself well all these years. You've put away all this money. You've fed all these kids. You married this crazy girl with all her kids. You know, you had, Mm -hmm. I've had, you know, 17 major surgeries. And, you know, and I, you know, I'm 17, 17, 14 back surgery, more than that, 14 backs, two knees, two shoulders, you know, it just doesn't stop. But it was life in the tree. Got it, man. But um, I've had my challenges, had my challenges. But uh, yeah, I love it. I love what we do. The, the, um, no, I don't want to get out ever. When I, when I, I close a home out, I've got texts from a client that, that we finished a monster renovation. The one you guys were in in Belmar last year. I finished. Mm-hmm. I got a text from her the other day about they just found this and that, and they can't believe we did this and that, and never nothing but the best. We're, we're over the top. Just love. We call it the love. There's a lot of love that comes goes in, and when it comes back to us, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. So yeah, I think in in speaking that, hang on, sorry, Mike. Yeah. In kind of finishing that thought up 
you know, you talk about surgeries and, yeah. you know, challenges. all this stuff. And obviously to keep the business, yeah, challenges. Ah. And keeping that thought together, how has your Three. role changed in that? Three divorces. Don't forget those. <laughs> You're getting beat up all over. <laughs> so how has your role changed in the business as these things come up, as they develop? You know, how has how has your personal role in your business changed? Um. I've become more removed from the day-to-day in the field stuff. And I'm now proud that through uh, generally four to five years of really hardcore but pleasant training, I've got people that I've translated that information to that in an increasingly much more difficult business than when I started out. I don't know that I, I, not even Norm, the underlings Norm has, the people that Norm has working for him are unbelievable. And they, I sometimes now don't even visit a job for, I'm embarrassed to say it, 10 days, two weeks, some of them. And I show up and everything's just the way, you know, I mean, obviously with technology, we can, they can bring me on site much more often. Obviously, I'm looking at detailed images every night, but nonetheless, on, on Builder Trend in this case, but nonetheless, I'm not there. And there's some things that slip through the cracks, certainly. There's there's things that aren't getting done as efficiently, as certainly not as efficiently as I'd like them to. That's just the way I am. Always was about efficiency. Um, and I wonder how they would make out in the future, learning the hard way about efficiency, how important that is. But um uh, I'm proud. I show up. The work is incredible. Um, these guys are, are, are ripping through such detail with, you know, the mechanical asper- aspects of, you know, appliance installations now and, and just all the baloney that goes into it, uh, mm-hmm. that, that we didn't have to deal with, you know, and, 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 um, they're handling it. So that's how the business has changed for me. And now I, I sit back and, you know, having four or five of these running at a time and having a guy on them, it's just, I know we're in good shape. And sometimes I don't talk to those guys for three days at a clip. Don't even have to. Some guys I need to, cause they need a little, little stroking along every day. A couple guys, you gotta, you gotta be in touch with all that stuff too. All the personality is very, very important. I got guys that don't need it. They're my most productive. I got guys that need yeah. it all the time. They're least productive, but they care the most. So it's, it's, you know, there's there's pros yeah. and cons. That's it. You said you were gonna. You said you didn't even talk to these guys for three days. Mike Mike has already had a panic attack for not being on your job site, and then he just had a heart attack for not talking to them. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of coddling going on these days that I just uh, <laughs> I, I can't I can't settle into that. Uh huh. It's the generation. It's the Irish. It is. It's the Irish yeah. in him. I was like, don't Back forget. Here, you know, that was Irish here too. Don't forget that. Everybody talks oh, well, about Italian. It's half Irish here. Italian well, and Irish. Mm-hmm. And there, I knew there was something I liked about you, Robert. I Feisty. knew there was something there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But going back to your uh, your perspective on on stress and the good times and the bad times, and you think that they're they're kind of equal. I gotta disagree. You know, back in two thousand eight, when the, my back was against the wall and my bank account was almost zero. Mm-hmm. 
and the bills were coming in and the interest bills were coming in from the bank and there was no work lined up and you're looking at six kids and you got to feed them, you got to clothe them. The stress that I went through that time was, was unbelievable. And I'm sure a lot of listeners out there have gone, went through the same thing during that time. That recession just kicked everybody's ass. And uh, now when I look where we are today and we have tons and tons of work, lots of jobs lined up, awesome projects to the point where we're stressed out because it's so much work. It's so much to take care of, so much to look after. We're dealing with COVID. We're dealing with lead times and we're stressed out. But I would take this any day of the week over what we went through back in 2008. And there's a lot of guys in this business that that didn't experience that 2008. Yeah. And I, at least around here, man, it was, it was a ghost oh, town. Yeah. There was nothing happening. There was mm-hmm. there was land going back to the banks mm-hmm. every other day. It was mm-hmm. it was a bloodbath. So I got a uh, to me that was a lot more stressful. That's fair, and I agree with you. I just was I tell myself that when uh, when it when it's crazy because the other side of that is well, what happens if I you know if I can't get done in time? What happens if you know, this doesn't come out right because, you know, we took on too much. What happens? You don't want people to say, you know, he just he took our money and we didn't see anybody for three days at a clip. You know, that's the fear. The fear is, oh, my God, what 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 are they going to say about me? That's even that's to me. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. However, I, I do remember uh, those days in nine. And with the, for us, the reverberations of that were 2009, 2010. I already had stuff going in seven and eight. But we were running hard into a brick wall, knowing that after this, there's nothing. So we're working people hard, not being completely transparent with them about the fact that you're breaking your ass and waiting for somebody to say, hey, by the way, where are we going next? I don't see another foundation in, you know, that kind of stuff. You're right. That was that was awful. Awful. No question about it. I agree. I agree. And back to your question, Zane, like when you're going through those stressful times, you you question if you're doing the right thing back in 08. Yeah. I sure as hell was saying to myself, maybe I got to get out of this. Maybe I got to do something else. And then I was kicking myself in the ass because I didn't go to college. Like you, Robert, I didn't have a college degree. I went straight into this. And when I came, when I came out of high school and started, I, you know, I built my first house on my own when I was 20 years old, I was living like a rock star back then. I thought I had tons of money. I was building <laughs> houses and then hit a brick wall. And then I'm saying, man, I should have went to college. What the hell? I got, I have nothing mm-hmm. to lean back on. What am I going to go do? Work in Home Depot? And uh, now that we're in two thousand, now that we're in uh, 2023 and things are going great, I don't. Those thoughts don't enter my head. But Zane, I think you're you're going through some tough times. I think you mentioned to us before, and you're you're debating whether this is where you want to be. So why don't you enlighten us a little bit? Tell us what you're you're thinking. No, I think ours, I think a lot of ours is, you know, we're, we're trained, we are transitioning from, you know, strictly custom homes to speculative homes um, for a lot of reasons. Um, so, you know, part of that is in that transition, we turned down, we turned down several jobs. Um, you know, we had, our phone was ringing off the hook. We were a year out and then we went to turning down jobs, which, you know, and then we lost a contract that was, we lost two contracts, uh, just, you know, COVID happened and people got scared to spend money and, 
another guy got transferred and uh, then rates went up and another couple decided not to build. And these projects that were supposed to help us get to the next, uh, you know, help us transition from custom only to spec, um, it, they fell through. So, you know, then you're, you're the one kind of holding the bag and you're not getting paid while you're, <laughs> while you're building these other projects. Right. And, you know, then pricing starts having this effect that it is. So we've, we've been in, in uh, you know, and, and also, you know, my health the last two, two years has not been great. Um, so we've really been in kind of a, right in the middle of a stress monster. Um, you know, it's just been pricing is high. So just, you know, but I, I refuse to be the guy that says, oh yeah, you know, we'll, we'll do it. You know, this is your top end budget. Okay, fine. We'll just match that because I know, I know that that's not going to come through because I, you know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at a project that's 200, they're $200,000 over what they said their top number was. And there's not $200,000 to cut out of the house, you know? So, I, so if I can't get there, I'm going to be honest now and just lose the project rather than tell them that yeah. and probably end up in a lawsuit later. So I think yeah. in our situation, it's all of these things rolled into just one big ball and saying, you know, are we in the right spot? You know, cause I don't think I agree with you, Mike, I don't think pricing is going to change much. You know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think we're cutting that much money out of houses. I think pricing is here probably to stay. I think the labor market is here to stay. It is what it is. You know, I'm, I, I don't have a lot of young kids knocking our door down for a to while get involved in the trades. So yeah, it's, it's starting to change out here a little bit. Mm -hmm. we're is it? To get them. Yep. Yeah, we're starting to see guys looking for work. Yep. Subs are making Not, calls now. Yep, hey, that, how you guys looking? Yep, that, how you looking yeah, in the spring? Yep, that's yeah, tilt. Start, yeah. It's starting to tilt a little bit. Not here. It will. It will. Not here. Not here. We're well. I mean, Knoxville is. Uh, it feels a little disconnected from the national norm. You know, home sales are always uh, cheaper here, much cheaper here. Um, guys have been doing this for 50 years. They're still doing it. They still charge the same, or they still used to charge the same as they did, you know, and there's not a lot of change here. It's very, um, this is the first time that I can remember my, my dad doing this, my grand, my grandfather doing this. I can, this is the first time I remember things being this volatile in 2008, you know, it, it took a step back here for sure. You know, particularly, um, particularly the, uh, we don't, we don't even have any, uh, what do you call like production builders here? You know, we don't, we have one national builder here in Knoxville it's DR Horton uh, and they just showed up like 10 years ago. Um, so anybody else is kind of a local production company. We've got a couple of those, but everybody else is, you know, they'll build five, 10 a year. I think there's another couple of guys that'll build 20, 30 a year. So it wasn't hit as hard as many areas were here. You know, some guys, you know, quit building and were doing different things, but it wasn't hit as hard. So you don't, those things kind of come later down the road here in our, in our market. It always feels a little disconnected, which is, which is again, why we're doing, why we moved from Nashville to Knoxville. You know, it was an easier place to compete with great design because nobody else was doing it. <laughs> You know, everybody's building, everybody here calls them the Knox box. You know, it's just like somebody goes on Don, Don Gardner and gets a plan and they build it and they either lay brown brick or they paint it tan and brown shutters. And, you know, 
and that's it. So it has been very easy to, to, you know, Lauren's very talented at design. So it was really easy to catch people's eye. But um, this is the first time we've kind of been in this situation where it's pretty volatile and pricing has just skyrocketed here. So it's been, you know, it's been a tough transition for us, for sure. Yeah, and every place is hyper-local, right? That's one of my real estate yeah. brokers said it today. A, a national market analysis is like a national weather forecast. It's not good to anybody anywhere <laughs> if it's national, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. happening where you are. Yep. So you're seeing yep. it slow, uh, Jamie, huh? You're getting the subs calling? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we're busier than ever, <laughs> but I'm just starting to notice the call. That could be the – I mean, it's winter. It's weather. But weather. we're starting to see subs. This guy out in yeah, Half yeah, Moon Bay is complaining right. about the weather. Yeah, you have four days in the rain, and we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I just started getting calls from the subs, you know, concrete pumpers, guys like that, just looking, kind of seeing what's coming up next. And that just tells me that they're not slammed, you know. Yeah. There's kind of little indicators like that. But, I mean, we're, we're busy. Tell them you know a guy in Chicago that, that might give him a job. That's it. I'll send him out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh they would they wouldn't last out there. Some guy from Half Moon Bay, California. They're not gonna last out in Chicago. <laughs> no way. Yeah, as soon as it dropped to 42, we'd go home. <laughs> yeah, bring your pets inside, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Minetti's like a bunch of so Robert, bunch of wusses. I've always wondered this, Robert. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Sopranos yes. fan. How much of the mob is involved in the construction business over there in Jersey? None I know what of. What have you seen? Nothing. Nothing. Oh. Near zero. Don't zero. tell me now. None. 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 I remember um, the closest I could ever say um, that not even the mob was involved. We had an inspector. We were doing several houses in one municipality 25 years ago. 30 years ago and i had one inspector who was a a little little uh, tony soprano ish and he liked his sandwiches so we would give him sandwiches and um (laughs) and he probably he used to show up and where's my sub and he would not go (laughs) he wouldn't go in the houses and look at stuff he would just move okay here you go here's your sticker he's like walking upstairs so he'd give me my sticker and we move on that's about it hang on about it did every builder, did every builder give him a sandwich? Like he no. walks onto every job no. and he's like, "Where's no. my sub?" No, I was like, "No," I was like, "How many subs no. is this guy eating a day?" No, <laughs> I mean, as far as I got, you know, any kind of anything that was like nefarious, where there wasn't a legitimate inspection, that's the only thing I can think of. But and we did everything right anyway, um, so yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, it really did. It was just a matter of getting through. Um, I got, I got a lot of stories, but none, none like that actually. And and I and I actually resent, not resent from you, but I um wow, I I uh, I, I no no I I, re, I do I resent <laughs> the, uh, the the relationship that's that it's just so unfair. And like when when, when I'll heal Snickers at some of the meetings we have, and I'm like I, it's a, that's like what we do it in Jersey. It's like no, it's 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 straight up. <laughs> Believe me, there's no. There's no baloney. It's straight up. Checking all the MTV, boxes. Matter of fact, MTV ruined matter of fact, it. the crap Richard and I'm like, 
What do you mean you design a house? You're not an architect, don't mean it. I know what size beam goes there. They design their own houses, man. Like, you're kidding me. Like, we can't do that. No, neither can you. No, no, man. It's all got to be signed off. Not unless, not unless you got a big sandwich. Yeah, unless you, <laughs> unless you got a big sandwich. <laughs> big big yeah. sub, yeah. yeah. No. Uh, MTV no. ruined the Jersey Shore for you guys. Doesn't doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. No. I've been I've been um in proximity with I um I've worked for a couple, but um no, nothing as it relates to getting around any rules or anything like that. No. So basically you're no. not ready to re- put it on recording that you've poured a couple bottles and slabs. I okay. don't know where I put Jimmy I don't know where I put Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> cannot remember the address. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> well, that's it, Robert. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, nah. That's all we it's... wanted to talk about. <laughs> Jamie, what about you? Well, You've tell... got the wild card. Well, well, kind of similar to that, kind of that last question, kind of the direction, but just with these, with these uh, interest rate hikes, and your longevity in the business and what you've been through and seen, what's, what's your gut tell you about what's coming? Well, that's, that's interesting because I was going to, I was going to interject when uh, a few minutes ago, when we were talking about relishing in the good times right now and where we were in 08, 09 and where we're headed and what's going on in Knoxville. Um, I'm, I'm dreadfully fearful for our entire country let alone our industry. Um, fortunately, um, the last great you know place where there is real equity, at least right now, is in in people's homes, and they've obviously you know capitalized on that. We've capitalized on that. For and COVID made it all like, hey, let's put an addition on, let's do this, let's do that. So you had COVID going on, but world events um, right now are at a place where, you know, you have to understand, regardless of your political convictions, you have to understand that our national debt has doubled in the last six years. It's doubled. So mm-hmm. we, at some point, somebody's going to call that in. Is it going to be the Chinese? Is it going to be, you know, who's going to be calling in that debt? That's the first thing. Um, but that isn't the, that's not actually the first thing it's going to hit. World events freak me out right now. I mean, and if you have a full force war, I don't know that we don't know where Ukraine and Russia is going to wind up. And we are we are doing a lot to help Ukraine, but you know, you know who knows Putin what he's got under his thumb, and if he starts you know setting off the first nuclear tactical weapon. What's our response as NATO? So the whole thing hinges on, you know, you haven't been to this game before. Um, we have not since my dad, my grandfather, you know, started the company in 48, which is ironically three years after the war of wars. You know, we've have, we haven't been here and we ha- certainly haven't been here with nukes in everybody's back pocket. And China's doing one incredible job, you know, building all these terminals out in the South China Sea around Taiwan and they want it and they know our response has been to all this stuff. And I think you're going to go get it. And 
question is, you know, what's our response going to be? And basically what I think is all bets are off. Um, our kids are lazy, not necessarily your kids or my kids or your kids, no, but mine are. our no. kids as a nation, generation. Yeah, our right. generation is lazy as hell. They expect to be sitting behind computers and buttons and making everything happen around them. So as a result of that, we've profited because people really do need to get shit done. You got to get a house painted and you got to figure out how to paint it properly. And we got to get moldings put in and closets need to be revamped. And, and we're in demand because there's so few of us. But, you know, if this, so how long can we hold on to our current place in the economy? We're going to hold on for a long time, as long as all these other things don't happen, in my opinion. But, you know, with rates going up, um, the market has taken a tremendous beating. Look what's happened with crypto, which was, you know, I didn't get into crypto, but look what happened with that. But you got a lot of, you got a lot of people that are looking at their 401ks that were heavy, heavy hitters. And their $60 million 401ks are now down to, you know, 38 or 40. And they're saying, holy shit, I just took a $20 million hit. Or the $10 million guy, who's really our guy, his 401k is down to five and six. And he's saying, you know, holy shit, you know, I'm, I'm becoming like a real person again. I mean, we're after, you know, so those are the things that I'm, that I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with. So as long as it's here, I'm going to, you know, feast on it and capitalize on it. But I'm, I'm absolutely concerned about where it's going to be. And we're settled into a place where if this happens, my mind's already thinking about, you know, where, where, what can I do? To cut, where will I park these trucks? What will happen to my company? You know, so that's where I'm at. Because in you, order, to um, sub- no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, that's pretty much it. I was going to reveal have too you, much about my lifestyle needs, so that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you? Um, have you? Have you? Tell you all how much that? I need to live. What's that? <laughs> Have you considered like you were just saying what trucks, you know, what trucks will I cut or what positions or what do you have kind of a back in your back pocket game plan, you know, if it gets sure, to here of course, or of course. You know, yes. Yeah. I mean yes, of course, of course. Absolutely. What is, with the just, knowledge that with the knowledge that at any time I'll go back out there with Norman and swing a hammer. That's right. If I have to. And we'll make we'll yeah. make a living. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah, I got to. That's, I have to this body. I still can. Yeah, Mike. Uh, Mike does that every day. I know. Does that look at my body. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all you can. That's all you can do. I mean, we're manned up now. Yeah, but if it stops yeah. coming, that's it. You start cutting real quick. So is that? Yeah, uh, yeah I was gonna say, is that is that everybody's first cut? I think if if things, you know, if we get another interest rate hike or things start slowing down, is everybody's first cut staff? Yeah, because it's probably. I don't know if it's mine or not. I, I I honestly don't know. We're pretty lean, so you know, Jamie, you know, Jamie has half of the West Coast working for him, but. <laughs> I mean, we do, we self-perform a lot. I mean, that's because when I started, I started, I was small, started with me, a guy, and a dog in 2008. Same. Right? What'd we the dog just, do? Yeah, we were just starting out. So I wrote it through. We got an addition. We got a remodel. We were good. I was I was growing through those times. Um, we're deep was the now. dog in, in sales? Field. What's that? 
Was the dog in the sales? Dog, dog was a silly crushed. <laughs> I mean, we're deep, and I just take to work. But that's why we do all phases. I mean, shit, three or four custom homes keeps us busy oh. through bad times. We do the excavation, yeah. the foundation, the framing, the window set, the trim, the siding. There's plenty of shit to do. Someone's got to do it, you know. So yeah. why not be? Yeah, and I be think. Us? The way you've set yourself up, Jamie, that's how I see our whole entire industry going, where there's going to be such yes, a exactly. lack of skills tradesmen that all these builders are going to be cutting each other's throat to get these guys. We're doing it now. We're all it's sharing happy, subs, yeah. and we're trying to get the same subs, and we're, who's, yep. whoever pays up, whoever pays yep. up and pays on time and makes things yep. easy and stay organized for that subcontractor, he's the guy going to get that subcontractor. Yep. But what so happens when... Yeah. So he is the only subcontractor. Now you're going to be exactly. going after guys. Yeah. So we're able to take a ton of work right now. Like we're, we're buried. I mean, I've never had as much work as I have. So kind of what Rob's saying about shit, am I taking too much? Is my quality going to go down? Right. And usually it does, you know, you, 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 pay, you pay the, you pay the price of that, but fuck it. We're going to work through that. But, but I got guys who are losing guys. So they don't have enough work right now. Competitors. Right. And they're downsizing. Well, I'm able to take that big home remodel now because the other guy can't they call Jamie. My my competitors are referring us right now because they can't oh take my the gosh. work and I got all the guys in town. Yeah, it's um it's kind of a weird thing that happened. Kind of to Take that into... Harvard business school. Yeah, yeah, school of hard knocks, no college, right? Just like <laughs> you guys, right out of high school. Bang. <laughs> Here we go. But that's what that's what's happening. So I'm just gonna keep on taking the work and fucking Hopefully it comes out right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do any more rain screens, right? As long the as one, you stay away from yeah, those, yeah. you'll be fine. The one, the one obvious, the one obvious change I would say that's happened lately, um, and this isn't lately. It's about six, seven months. Um, it's been going on about six or seven months. I was, I was in a place where you know people were calling up and they were saying, you know, hey, we want you to build us a house, blah 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 blah. And, you know, I'd say, okay, here's the budget and we'll try to get near it, but I can't tell you what it's going to cost. And it's cost plus and just, you got to pay us and it is what it is. Um, and, and they were like, okay, we understand. And where do I sign? And that's not happening now. And I'm, you know, got, we're, we, we want a hard bid again. Yeah. And yeah, we understand lumber could do this or that, but we want a hard bid because we believe we're at the top of all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, so. I'm forced to do more competitive bidding and I've lost a couple actually. Yep. I've lost a couple. Yeah. That's we, a sign of change right there. Correct. Yeah. That's a sign we don't of do any of that. Yeah. Mike, you're all competitive bid, right? Is that right? I mean, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much every single one. Yeah. That's we don't do but any, your cost and, plus uh, contract, right? Pardon? Your cost plus contract. Mm -hmm. We are cost plus now. Yes. We, we didn't used to be, we used to be lump sum with allowances, but, same. The last few I've years, always we are we are cost we are cost plus now. You have to. You I've always wondered how that environment. worked. Yeah. Yep. And so our, the people, the builders we compete with are the same way. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I have heard there's somebody in town here that still does a, a GMP, a greatest maximum price, but I still don't understand how you can. You've got to shoot that GMP. How can you? You've got to shoot I've that never up so that. high. You know, I, I never yeah. understood that. Correct. That's the bid, then. Yeah, why would you want to come in under? Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're open book accounting, then you know. Yeah. 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 
I uh, we we don't do any competitive bid at all. You know, pretty much, um, pretty much everybody comes to you and and they decide whether they like you or not. And you know, but we we don't do very much competitive bid around here. There seems to be kind of a hierarchy here. Um, and and you've got you know a couple of guys. If this is your level of house, you got a couple of guys that you can go to and talk to. And if it's you know it's all pretty much based on budget you know, around here because inexperience. So again, that's not, it's just not something we deal with a lot in our market. It's interesting when I come to these builder 20 things and, and talk to all you guys, how different the market is, you know, it's like, like you said about the weather, there is no national, <laughs> you know, for us, there's no national, yeah. it doesn't matter what the national that's forecast is like, cause we're going to be 10 years behind it anyway here. I mean, you know, like as I yep. tell the guys, Robert, the weather that, forecast now, the weather forecast now <laughs> where we are, we're in winter. That brings us to to my topic, the construction topic. I wanted to talk about building in the wintertime because oh. this winter has been so mild, except for the two weeks where I poured the foundation. Of course. <laughs> I broke... I broke my own rule, you know, and, and cousin Johnny was harping me all the time. I told you not to start that foundation. I told you not to dig I'm, Hey, it was 40 degrees and it, the, the two week outlook looked great. Yeah. Open up the hole. And of course it's a sport court. We're going deep. We got shoring. All right. We got down. We got the shoring in. We got the footings poured. We got it stoned, setting up the forms and then it just drops. And it was yeah. like 15 degrees. So we got to wait to pour. Then you're then you're trying to melt snow and ice that fell to the bottom of the forms, you know. Ugh. You're out there with a torch. You're pulling off the bottom form to torch out the, all the ice and just. Well, I was going to ask what do you do with water the so it doesn't freeze, and uh, you're just fighting the elements. And I, you know, it broke my own rule by by pouring and uh, digging a hole and digging it and pouring a foundation in December. And it's just oh man. How what are the choices that you have? How does your client handle that? Is that if it's a cost plus? Does your client blame you for possibly jumping well, the gun? Well, no, or something? that's one thing to our credit. We make them aware of. Hey, this is winter conditions. So, like perfect example, this job we were gonna we we're gonna pour the foundation and, and we picked the warmest day to pour the concrete, but we knew the next couple of days were gonna be right around thirty two. So, I bought twenty blankets and like this is winter conditions. This is gonna be an extra on the on the contract because we have to protect this concrete unless you want your foundation right. to fall apart you know and the right. concrete to be weaker so we bought 20 blankets and my concrete guy already had a bunch of blankets but we got more and just covered everything but i start every day now heading to that foundation my laborers head there fill up the gas pump we're pumping out that foundation because yeah as soon as you get a freeze your footings your pads they're going to heave up if you don't keep that thing pumped fuck i know you don't deal with that kind of stuff in half moon bay but maybe, no. uh, maybe uh, you, Robert, you guys deal with that? Not in many years. A little bit here and there. Yeah, yeah. I was out by Pete, um, wh when was this? Six weeks ago. And went back out to see Pete. Actually took a bunch of staff with me. Um, and um, he was pouring, he was pouring in the cold. He was pouring in the cold. And they had heaters going, he was pumping it in and... Yeah, they yeah. were prepared for it. He's used to it. Yeah, it was, blew us away how we did it. But yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. It never gets that cold here. Uh, I mean, it, it does. I mean, I, 
I say never, but like, like you said, two weeks ago, it was, you know, nine below wind chill, but uh-huh. it, that's a, that's like once every four years or so, four or five years, it'll get that way for a week. And otherwise yeah. we can pour, I mean, the frost depth here in Knoxville, Tennessee is 18 inches. You know, it's not, you know, you're, it's not, it's never we're, that. We're 36. Kind of to where. We're 36. Yeah. How about you, Michael? Michael? We're 42. 42. 42. Wow. That's about what I thought. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So Jamie and I are like a winter building, you know, (laughs) we just get a lot of rain once in a while. It does. That frost frost will do some weird shit, man. It'll lift stuff up. You can't believe it just does. Oh yeah. I've seen it get, I've seen it get underneath the pad and push a column up. Yep. 12 inches. Don't matter. Yep. Yeah. The best thing that could happen yeah. in the winter is you get an early snow, like a 12 inch blanket of snow. And that's just like a layer of fiberglass Insulation. on top of the ground. It's, it mm-hmm. stops that frost from going into the ground. Yeah. I, but, I have no clue what you're even talking about because <laughs> I've only built here. <laughs> I, I mean, it only snows. I mean, generally here, it used to snow more. But generally here, it'll snow once a year, and I bet it's two inches. If the kids get to sled once, one time a year, it's we're lucky. It's all what you're used to. I mean, look at those guys up in Canada, yep. what they're dealing with. And they're, yeah, it's a blizzard, and they're out there up on the roofs nailing off rafters. I mean, they don't, yeah, like sheet roofs in the snow. Yeah, yeah they're used yeah. to it. And then the guys out wet, like Washington and, and Oregon, when it's raining, they, they're just, they're used they're to working. Oh, yeah. And, and oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's all in your environment. Jason, I mean Jason's guys work in absolute downpours. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Like, what do you mean what, what are you what are you doing? We just work through it. I go, what? Oh yeah, yeah. he goes well, work through it. You, you know, Tim Euler, the awesome framers guy, he you know, they, they bought rain gear. Yeah, he goes, you know, he buys new rain gear and he's framing in the rain, you know. I mean if it rains another month, my guys will be out there. You can only go so long sitting home. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. we're going to be working here yeah. pretty quick. It's, yeah, I mean, it's already been two weeks. They all missed. Everybody's hurting already. Yeah, really. has it we rained every day, Jamie? Uh, we get yeah, it's rained steady. We get about a day break every three or four days. Yo, haven't so you need it though, right? Yeah, no, nah, we need it. I mean, it has to happen. Right. It's the perfect time of the year, really. It's yeah. over the holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a shitty how time many, anyway. Yeah, how many of your projects are like deep basements or are they slabs or? You worry about basements flooding? Uh, they're all a lot of them are raised flooding. Um, nothing's we're out of the ground on everything right now. Um, I got one. We just demoed a house, and then it rained fucking ten inches. So we have two feet of mud sitting there. Did you put so the fence around it. Yeah, their fence is up. <laughs> You're real worried about that one. <laughs> fence is up, but that's gonna sit for another month because I can't get in there. They're freaking out. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. I, I've got one that I'm out. about to. Uh, I've got one. I'm about to pull the top off of. And that's got a finished basement underneath. So we're watching mm. the weather. Like, you know, you don't want to start pulling the roof off the house and then it rains for a wow. week, obviously. So it's not worth it's, it. Yeah. So Minetti, yeah. what's uh, new and exciting for Minetti Custom Homes? What do you got in the hopper? What's what's making you excited or getting you? Well, right now, right now, right now, the focus is to finish the office. Um, it's cool. It's really cool. And um you know, I, I get creatively like dead after I, I, I punch out a creative project myself and then I'm spent and like, I get tired and I got nothing left. 
and I'll go through a couple of years where I got I got nothing. I just like I, I don't know. I don't see any good trends. Like, yeah, so what? Same old shit, like boring crap and big deal and this and that. And I and, and I and I and I believe that I'm not going to get inspired anymore. Like I'm empty creatively. And that's really why these people hire me. A lot of them hire me for that reason. I get involved in their projects. And um, with my office, it was just this little house we bought and decided to convert into an office. And then I couldn't get excited about it. And we gutted it. And I was just like, eh, I don't have a floor plan. I don't, I can't get it right. And the architect, like this floor plan sucks. And it's like, I can, I can make it work. But oh yeah, I know he's, you know, he's trying to sell me. I'm like, all right. And like, I don't know. I don't have anything myself. So Melissa and I, my wife went over there one night and she goes, no, I don't do it that way. She goes, why don't you do this? And I sat back and I was like, because I knew we had some structural structural considerations, things I had to live with without putting steel in this fucking thing. So I kept looking for the reasons why I couldn't do what she said, which was like just an easy, and I had a lot of people in there like, God, what do you think, Norm? Nobody could figure out what to do with this building. And Melissa goes, no, no, you should be there and do that. Wow, it worked. Great. So I got excited about the building. And then this summer, my son took me on a, a fishing trip. He took me out fishing in Delaware River. And we just took a ride out. We kept just driving the river, driving the river to fish in different spots. We stumble into this old town that used to be a, a, a stopover with the train depot. And we go into this old barn. And they built a, literally a gin distillery in this old barn. Redid the whole place with all retro planking and shit. And I see this wall. I go, oh, my God, there's my wall. And it hit. That's I took awesome. two pictures of it, and I go, that's what I'm pulling home. And everything's kind of circ. So I got really excited about it. So it's it's just become you – know, I overspent like crazy. So I'm, But I'm so excited about it. And we post – we built a sign with the signs out front all lit up. And the, the whole thing just came together. It's I'll show you guys. I'll post some pictures. It's that's great. It's just – really great it's like my father grandfather's name since 1948 and we're like this rocks and everybody's everybody's stopping by like oh my god can't believe this building oh my god it's it's just great so i'm very very excited about you know putting up putting it out there opening up we're moving in about three weeks two weeks three weeks something like that um nice really stoked about that getting settled into a town where you know it's just warm and fuzzy and all the traffic drives past my building to get to the multi-million dollar homes along the beachfront. So we're pos- awesome. we're positioned for great. for my ride off into the sunset until <laughs> until until they, they they bomb you know Taiwan. That's where I'm at. To Knoxville, I'm running to Knoxville. That's exciting. You are, well, you actually are. You actually are. You're coming to Knoxville yeah, for, yeah, uh, for your son's Knoxville fishing day. About six weeks, I'll be there. Yes, sir. Very yeah. excited. Yeah. That's right. So that's your that's son, where. Congratulations. Thank your, you so uh, much. He won the NCAA. He won. Tell us about that. I he think that's won. A great story. It's incredible. Um, well, Lewis is the champion. He's top college fisherman in the country for bass fishing, and he got himself a boat and a truck, and um, he gets a chance to compete in. He competes for free in each of the professional. Nine tournaments a year, which run around $2,500 for entry fee, which he gets for free. He gets the boat, the truck, and he gets to compete in the Bassmaster Classic in Knoxville this year, um, wow. which is an incredible event, chance to win a million bucks. He competes against awesome. 55 boaters, but this has 
given him his dream and he is now a professional bass fisherman with everything going for him and um Good for him you know like i said this kid at eight years old goes dad i want to be a bass fisherman i'm like oh shit you know <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Accountant, lawyer, builder, and 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 nobody's nobody's gonna take over this great thing I've built with this amazing reputation, except I got this little girl who's the communicator and she's the psych major and she's got a control thing going on where when she talks very quietly, but something about my daughter when she speaks. Everybody listens. They all stop yeah. and talk and listen to her. It's, it's real good. So, but I'm very, very proud of him. Um, I'm going to be, you know, obviously I'm deeply involved. I'm a sponsor. Um, I'll be in Knoxville. Um, we're going to be there for like six days. We're going to hang out. And um, wow. that's, that's what's this? going on. This is in the middle in of March. Uh, March. March. Yeah. Yeah. Meantime, you know, Melissa and I, are, we got our winter travel set up. We're going to Jamaica for, for a week and, uh, in about a month and um trying to plan our summer vacation some of them want to go out west some want to go to europe we're going to figure that whole thing out um uh, the company as far as business goes i've got some very uh, unique opportunities the house that's on my webpage splash page um i have an opportunity to build what's probably about a three million dollar house for his son so we're on likely i don't know i don't have to sell myself as far as quality service or anything, he knows exactly what he's going to get. So that's great. I'll be hopefully walking into that one soon. That'll solidify us for a little while. Um, yeah. We just came off of our best year ever. Um, all my years in 20 club were, you know, 3.7 to 4.5. I think we did 4.9 one year. Well, we did 9.2 last year. So nice. it's, it's, it's oh a great, gosh. been a great push. Oh. And, and with, yeah. with our margins, it's been it's been real, real incredible. nice, real nice, yeah, real nice. And it, so my goal now is obviously, you know, how am I going to meet my volume number? Just meet my volume number for last year, which yep. And but you know, walking in with a guaranteed three point eight in you know January, hey, I got a shot at this. So it's a nice start. Yeah, I got to sell. I got to sell though. I got to sell and close some stuff. You know, but it, it's it's good. It's good. You need We're to get excited. yourself a so dog. So is that your? I got a beautiful dog, Henry. A sales dog. A sales dog. I got a sales dog. Where's my phone? Yeah, Jamie can help you. Uh, Jamie can help you train it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was working. My wife sent me a picture. Goes, we miss you. Uh, here we go. Here's my puppy. Wait a minute. Come on, guys. Look at that. You see that guy? Oh, that's a sales dog. All right. That's a sales dog. Yeah. <laughs> Look at those eyes. All right. That's got 9.8. That's got 9.8 written all over it. There you go. <laughs> that's it. There you go. And here, this is our this is our this is our sign we just put up. I don't know if you can see that at all at all. That show up. Oh yeah. Probably a lot that's of glare, awesome. but yeah. yeah, and I wish it would have been ready when we were there. Yeah, me too. You know, but, I wish uh, this would have been go that's going okay. on. Anyway, so yeah, it was. I'm, I'm. It was a lot of fun. I'm cautiously optimistic, and 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 I also remember, you know, I remember what it was like. I'll I'll never forget, you know, those tough times. So that always keeps me hungry and 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 going. And, and you know, and one other thing, tight. just to t just to tell you how. Um, 
I've told, I don't even know how many people I've told about that project that we went to where you took the house. Uh, what was the reason that you couldn't bulldoze this house? You couldn't build corner, outside of the setbacks? Corner lot setbacks. It would have, yeah, would have been a little skinny nothing. Right. And ja Jamie, you weren't there, but um, he pretty much built this house around, around house. the old footprint, around the and old under, house. You would never and know. under it and over it and then took it out and put it back and, yeah. So an easy they were, one. Uh, easy they were, one. Yeah, they were just finishing it. But man, it was so impressive. You know, the, yeah. the, the planning that it took. Yeah, my, structural, my, my structural guy, Norman, is he's really something else. And I, he always incredible. has the answer. He always has an answer. And there were nights where he was just like, I don't know how. Oh, yeah. And I'd be like, well, why don't we do this? He's like, because if we do that, what about that? And I was like, holy shit. And yeah. 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 And the old house was pretty much just the kitchen. Is that right? Am yeah. I remembering and, that correctly? and then we took the kitchen out too. <laughs> yeah. we built all, so this is pretty we, much a brand new house. We protected this whole kitchen with tarps and shit <laughs> built on top and all kinds of stuff. And they wound up, she's like, you know, I never really liked that kitchen floor. I'm like, <laughs> and can we just and they bought the kitchen for like 150 grand like i don't know three years ago and we wound up painting all the cabinets too and leaving them in place so it, it was it was oh, it was wow. yeah, yeah 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 it was a cool yeah. it was a great way around them getting what they Amazing. wanted and also kind of yeah. you know staying <laughs> within the bounds of the municipality you that, know it was, it was pretty that, cool and, that, and not to start bid was off his grave that's right. That bid was um, that bid was one point four, and the house ran three point eight. I think. Oh gosh! <laughs> and they're still friends. Oh, we're close. Yeah. We're oh, close. My gosh. Yeah, we wouldn't so, be close. The only builder there. Yeah, I would be. I would be. It's bored all in, in about. Side. It's all about how you deliver it, people. Yeah. I cannot stress that enough. I've. I've had conversations this year with people where you gear up and you prepare yourself properly and you lay it down in a way that, you know, makes sense. And where there's a human element involved where you ask them what they would have done in such and such a position where you're pinned against time versus money versus their budget versus all the people and players involved versus their summer that means so much to them that they had to get in for and all the things you lay that down and you structure those meetings, you structure your conversation where you have an outline. It's going to be your script in the way you, and you ask them with courtesy, please listen to me while I talk. And I had one just before Thanksgiving where a guy was just like livid and I, and, I, and I, the emails got tense and I was like, this has got to go a certain way. And we got on the phone and know him a long time, second house I'm building for him. And it was the nice city started. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving. How's the family? Good. And we're, we're, we're bullshitting till we get to this stuff. And I'm like, listen, let me save us a lot of time and explain to you what's happened here. I owned the whole thing. By the time I was done, he had nothing to say because I knew what his case was going to be. I knew what he was going to say. I knew what his buzzwords were going to be. I knew what his headlines were going to be. You know, how could you do, oh, I'm spending millions of dollars. Yeah, bullshit. You know, I take that all away, you know, and lay it all the down. The only way you learn that. Man, that's, The only way you learn that is experience. It is. I mean, that's what it takes. Yep. That's it. That's it, it is. It is. My, you know, my dad used to say, like Robert, I'll tell you, he used to say, you could, you could be the one, the only person 
that could, I would want to tell me like really bad news. Like it would, I would prepare him like, dad. Now he had this like classic car, this unbelievable classic car that he used to show at Pebble Beach. It was a national prize winning cover of, you know, uh, classic car magazine, 1930 Franklin, he restored. It was absolutely showroom where Bill Harry, you know, Harrah, like Harrah's casinos. Oh, yeah. Harrah yeah. tried to buy the car from him. He, my dad was nut perfectionist. Car scored 99 and three quarters points because a judge at Hershey, Pennsylvania felt on top of the muffler the word Midas in, embossed on top of the muffler that Midas built for him. What? He lost a quarter <laughs> of a point, okay? Because they don't give out 100 points. Anyway, that gives you some idea of my dad. So he, he, he restored another car that I helped him do it. A 1949 Chrysler convertible is phenomenal vehicle. And it was, you stayed away from it and you didn't touch it and you go near it, but I helped them restore the vehicle and I dropped a can of paint on the fender and you don't, oh, you don't repaint, shit, you, don't, you don't repaint, you don't repaint or touch up this car. You'd have to paint the whole car because the paint changes and it fades. It was lacquer. It was done originally and you know, all this bullshit. So I go in the house and I go, dad, you know, sit him down and, I want you to sit down and I'm going to tell you something that's really bad. Like, but I like laid all the layers down so that like, you know, it was, as far as he was concerned, I was going to tell him, I, you know, it was cancer. So, you know, <laughs> whatever I said, was going to be better than the reality. But, <laughs> but he used to say, you know, because I was, my father would have killed me. And I, the way I said, dad, you know, I chipped your car. You don't do that. You, you gotta. So I learned at an early age, how to speak, how to talk, how to get through these meetings. And um, it's benefited me immensely because it's all about that. Listen, these people, yeah. they have the money. It isn't about the money. It's the game, man. And, and, it's, and, yep. and, and, and I tell them that. I'm like, if you don't think that I don't know how much you got, and if you don't think that I think, you don't think I'm sitting back on, oh, he's got it. Fuck him. Let's, let's charge him an extra 30000 for the kitchen. <laughs> I know you're thinking that, but I respect your money, and here's why. And I give them examples of all the battles we've won for them, all the stuff we've done that they don't know about for their interest before they even know. So they, they've got nowhere to go with this. they got nowhere to go. Yeah. That, that's actually important. great advice. That's gold. Pay attention, yeah. kid. That's great advice for you know, somebody yeah. when that's is When new. is the book coming out, Manetti? That's it. Yeah. I could write that book. That book's in, it's hard to articulate that to um, when people talk about profit margins and how do you do this and how do you do that. You it's you got to experience. You got to experience, and you got to believe it yourself. Yeah, there's a personal mm -hmm. level there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and this is these are the things that I appreciate about the twenty clubs that you just don't get nope. anywhere else. Nope. You know, you just you just don't get you 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 get to sit in in a room with guys you know like you that have been in this for 40, 50 years and hear those stories and and well I had this happen a couple of times and here's how I handled it or here's what I did you know we've benefited we've been in it for what three years I guess something like that and uh, I mean we we we've benefited I, I wouldn't have been able to gain ten years of knowledge you know like I had no in way. those three years me too. You know, it's it's absolutely gold. Me too. Um, yep. you know that it's it's changed our business. Yep. It really has as far yep. as how we handle those kind of things and you yep. know being able to reach out and yep. have these relationships. It's really been phenomenal yep. for us.
And I mean, you never, you never stop learning. I, like I said, I took my yeah. whole staff out to see Pete a month ago. Everybody, we we hung out. And yeah. yeah, oh yeah, because I couldn't believe. I know Pete when he was doing five million, and I know his quality level. And I couldn't believe this guy was doing thirty million dollars with his staff. I had to see how this, how the nuts and bolts, you know, <laughs> ran. And we all visited him, and you know, we were all very impressed. And the shit was unbelievable but you know how did this happen with with the staff he claimed to have and i went out there and we trailed him and he set up a it was amazing but i mean we learned a lot so yeah for all those listening on the podcast that's pete feichmeyer from uh, colby construction colby construction absolutely check him out on instagram or the website uh, and he is he's the master he's the master well look at not just the work Look at how the party ran. Look at how every single thing he did ran. He's a yeah. master. He's a master at every. I really, he's, a, he's my he's my hero. Pete's my hero. He is. He's he's uh got it going on. Really yeah. does. Yeah, we've had the we've had the pleasure we've had the pleasure of listening to your stories and and getting all this knowledge, you know, in the Builder Twenty Group ourselves. So we thought it'd be great to share it with our huge massive audience that's listening to this podcast and take it all in of what seven <laughs> yeah our, our following <laughs> seriously all great stuff hey, okay. well, I, I appreciate you guys putting together i think it's a great idea and um really super who knows where we can go with this yeah. all right pull this stuff up i think that'll do a voice all right Perfect. Care. All right, man. All right, guys. Be well. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> Not it. I guess you're it. I guess you're it then. <laughs>